Hey, it's Tim here. We need to talk about something. Now, I appreciate that this isn't going to be the most entertaining podcast topic in the history of the world. Trust me, I will do my best with it. But we need to talk about this because it is important. There's something coming with Google's ranking algorithm in May 2021 that you need to be aware of and that you need to be on the right side of. It's called Core Web Vitals and it's basically user experience metrics around page loading times. Now, I appreciate that Core Web Vitals itself isn't particularly fun and exciting, but what is fun and exciting is ranking traffic and conversions. And in this episode, we're going to talk about Core Web Vitals, what it means for you in plain English, and we're going to talk about how to get on the right side of it. The upside of this is that potentially a lot of websites out there are going to fall foul of Core Web Vitals. This is an opportunity to gain ground over them if you're able to optimize for Core Web Vitals and they aren't. So we're going to break it down. It's going to be plain English. We'll get it done as quickly as we can. It's a bit like an injection. You don't want it, but you've got to have it. Just think of this as a bit of a boring checkpoint that we need to get through in order to make your website as optimized and as user-friendly as possible in 2021. We're in it together. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. Okay, welcome to the Exposure Ninja Digital Marketing Podcast. My name's Tim. I'm Head Ninja at Exposure Ninja, which is a digital marketing agency. So we help businesses get more leads and sales from their websites. And this is exactly what this show is all about. Today, we're going to be discussing Core Web Vitals, which is something that Google's going to be bringing into its search algorithm from 2021. We're going to look at what the basics of it is, what the different metrics that you have to get familiar with are, and how you can stay on the right side of this new thing. So first up, what is Core Web Vitals? Well, it's part of Google's page experience score. Google gives every page an experience score. This is made up of things like mobile friendliness, use of HTTPS, not using interstitial pop-ups. And from May, this is going to also include Core Web Vitals. And this is going to feed into their search algorithm from May 2021. Why is Google doing this? Is it because it wants to punish us at a time when we've all been having a tough time because of the pandemic? No, it's because Google needs to keep its users hooked into the search engine so that they can continue using it to click on ads. And as part of that, it wants to serve up websites as quickly as possible. So it's been rolling out this set of standards for website owners over a period of time. And May 2021 is the time when it says, right, you need to obey these core web vital standards. So how important is it? Well, there's kind of two sides here. Firstly, Google is giving us plenty of advance warning. So we can assume that it's going to be fairly important. You know, this is something that we've known about for over a year now. And if Google's giving that amount of advance warning, then we could potentially expect there to be quite a significant impact on search results. However, many website owners still don't know about Core Web Vitals, and by the time May 2021 is here, they still won't know about it. And many, many websites on the internet will not meet the Core Web Vitals standard. So if Google was going to remove every site that didn't meet the Core Web Vitals standards, there will be nothing left to show. So it's very unlikely that this is going to be like a serious penalty. We're viewing this more as something where if two sites are broadly the same on content and relevancy, then Core Web Vitals could be one of the things which gives one site an advantage over the other. Page experience has been, you know, creeping up as a ranking factor for years now. 
but in Google's words, a great page experience doesn't override having great relevant content. So content and relevancy are still the main things to be aware of. Remember that page experience is just one of over 200 different ranking factors. And as someone very eloquently commented recently in one of our Friday Live marketing workshops on YouTube, Google's own website doesn't score 100% for these metrics. So, you know, how harsh can it really be? So let's discuss the three main metrics that make up Core Web Vitals. The first one is Largest Contentful Paint, or LCP. They really don't help with the naming, do they? What is Largest Contentful Paint? Well, essentially, it's the time it takes from someone clicking on your website to being able to see the content. That's the most plain English way of describing it. This is a user timing metric. So using the Core Web Vitals test in Google Search Console or by using PageSpeed Insights, which is a tool that you can use to get a read for these things, you can see real world data from actual website users and you can see how fast people are loading your site in the real world. This data comes from Google's Chrome User Experience Report, which is data that's fed back to Google by everyone that's using Google's spyware, I mean browser, Chrome. So this is useful. It gives you a kind of real world understanding, particularly if like me, you've got a really fast broadband connection. So you get used to everything loading instantly. Then when you have a look in uh, Google PageSpeed Insights and you see that actually on average, people are taking much longer to load a page, then that gives you a bit of a real world perspective. Now for your LCP, your largest contentful paint score to meet Core Web Vitals standards, the content on your site needs to load within 2.5 seconds. Now let's be honest for a second. 2.5 seconds is a high benchmark to hit. This is hardcore. If you've got a site with loads and loads of images, this is bad news. If you've got a site that uses images as backgrounds, potentially this is really bad news. If you've got a site that has lots of third-party scripts going, even if you're using things like YouTube and Google Analytics, Google conversion tracking, which are Google third-party scripts, well, this is potentially bad news because all of those scripts add delays. So this is a really, really high standard to meet. And if we look at some popular websites, things like Google itself, we see that Google doesn't score 100% on PageSpeed Insights. And actually in the lab data for largest contentful paint, google.com takes 6.4 seconds rather than the required 2.5. Now in the user data, we're okay, it's 1.7 seconds, but it just shows that this is not an easy benchmark to hit. If we have a look at the bbc.com website, which is a massively popular, hugely authoritative site with very, very prominent rankings, we see that the largest contentful paint through user data is three seconds. So actually bbc.com fails Core Web Vitals. Not only does it fail it for LCP, it also fails it for one of the other metrics, which we'll come back to later. So this is a really high standard to meet. How do you optimize your website to meet this large contentful paint threshold of 2.5 seconds? Well, there's a few broad categories that you want to look at. The first is images. Having lots of really high resolution, massive file size images on your page really obviously slows down the load times. You can use image crushing services like ShortPixel, which can help you reduce the file size of the image without having to reduce the visible quality or the resolution of the image. So you can check out shortpixel.com to do that. You might also wanna consider lazy loading. 
So lazy loading is the process where you load content below the fold or you load stuff that's further down the page whilst the user is scrolling down the page. So when they first open your website, they don't have to load the entire page. The website just loads what's visible and then it loads the rest of it later on. A little bit like a computer game in the olden days when you're driving your racing car, you could see all the scenery popping up and loading as you get closer. That saved on bandwidth and it meant that the game could run much faster. It's just like that with your website. So lazy loading kind of delays the loading of the rest of your page until the user actually needs it. You might also want to look at hosting. Now, if you're on a slow server or a server that isn't optimized for the type of website platform that you're using, then Google PageSpeed Insights might be throwing all sorts of complaints at you about time to first byte and this type of thing. So you might want to consider moving hosting service or upgrading your package if your host has a better package or one that's more optimized for your website platform. Now, I'm really hesitant here about saying if your website's loading slowly, it's because you're on cheap hosting and you need to upgrade to expensive web hosting. We've bought a ton of expensive website hosting over the years that was actually no faster than cheap hosting. So it's not about cheap versus expensive. It's about finding the hosting that works best for the platform that you're on. Now, if you're using a content management system like WordPress, then largest contentful paint can be one of the most painful metrics to optimize for because you're often relying on third-party plugins. And sometimes you're relying on stacks of third-party plugins that might integrate and rely on each other. So any plugins that you're not using, consider removing them from your website, as well as any third-party tracking scripts, things like Google Analytics code, maybe if you're not, you know, you're gonna be using that, so leave that. Maybe you've installed Twitter conversion tracking from back in the day when some people thought that Twitter advertising was a potential source of ROI. Well, you might wanna remove that from your site to save it having to load and to, uh, and to increase that uh, largest contentful paint time. So that's LCP, that's the first metric. And my feeling is that this is the one that most websites are gonna fall down on. 2.5 seconds is an aggressive target. And with a lot of sites built on content management systems, it can be quite tricky to meet that threshold. The next metric that we need to optimize for is first input delay. First input delay is essentially the time it takes your website to start acting when a user clicks or interacts with it. So you might be thinking, well, when someone clicks on my site, it just responds immediately. Not necessarily. Here's the thing. If the user's browser is running another background script from your website, that user might have to wait until that script is finished before your website responds to their request. Okay, we are at risk of going down a rabbit hole that neither of us want to go down here, but basically it's how quickly your website responds to their click. Now Google's guidelines or the Core Web Vital guidelines say that your first input delay has to be 100 milliseconds or lower. In other words, from the click to the website responding has to be less than 100 milliseconds. Actually, I think this is very, very fair. And when I saw the number, I got really excited because 100 milliseconds is what Robert Miller identified in his classic 1968 paper, Response Time in Man-Computer Conversational Transactions, which I know is on your bedtime reading list, right? Um, anyway, basically, Robert Miller, way back in 1968, did some work with supercomputers and identified that 100 milliseconds if the thing responded within 100 milliseconds, it was perceived as instantaneous. That was a, the threshold of perception to be instantaneous. So whether that's where, you know, the Core Web Vitals people got 100 milliseconds from as the threshold, I'm not sure. It doesn't really matter, but basically, Google wants your website to receive input from the users instantaneously. Now, it's worth mentioning here 
This first input delay is not someone clicks and then your website shows them something else. That's not it. It's how quickly your website responds, not how quickly your website delivers a response to the user. That's a common misconception out there. So this isn't about your website needing to load instantaneously at all. It's how long it takes your website to actually respond to what's happened. Okay, let's talk about the third metric, which is cumulative layout shift. CLS. The best way to describe this, you know when you're browsing around a page, often happens on mobile, you're browsing around a page and all of a sudden the text moves up or the text moves down. This can often happen on sites that have lots of ads in embedded inside the page or um, pages that have image sliders. And what's often happening is these sliders or these ad blocks are resizing as the content is loaded into them. And it's really, really annoying, particularly if there's a slider which is loading images of different size and the content is continually moving up and down in the page and you're trying to follow it to read the information. Each time there is a layout shift like that, Google gives it a score. I'm not going to explain how that score is calculated because we will both die of boredom and you will leave and never to come back to anything Exposure Ninja. So I'm not going to be a murderer. We're not going to go through that. But basically the total score for each page is the cumulative layout shift score for each page is the total score for each of these layout shifts, right? Basically, do your pages do that annoying up and down thing as people are trying to read? Your score needs to be below 0.1 to pass Core Web Vitals. You can check this in PageSpeed Insights. The BBC.com has a cumulative layout shift score of 0.3. So BBC.com is currently failing Core Web Vitals on this metric. Okay, so those are the three scores. We've got largest contentful paint, we've got first input delay, and we've got cumulative layout shift. You now know a bunch of information that you didn't think you ever wanted to know, congrats. <laughs> so what do you actually do with this stuff? Well, the first thing that you need to do is head over to Page Speed Insights. You can just Google it, you'll find it. Google PageSpeed Insights is the page speed tool that shows you how fast your site's loading. Drop your site in there and it will tell you how you're scoring against each of these metrics and a bunch of others as well. It'll also give you an overall score. Once you've got that overall score, you'll also see a breakdown of the areas where your site is struggling. You can then go into a bit more detail there and see whether it's third-party scripts that are holding you back or image sizes or server response delays or whatever. You then need to make the relevant changes. So crushing images down, um, checking your hosting and your server that is running quickly, uh, removing any unnecessary plugins and scripts. If you need help with this, we have support available at Exposure Ninja that can help you get through this stuff. You can drop us a message through ExposureNinja.com. Just click on the contact thing and find us. Drop us a message if you need help with this stuff and we can help you get it fixed up. It's not the sort of thing that most marketing managers or business owners will be able to fix on their own. You're typically going to need development help for this, which I appreciate is really annoying. To be honest, we don't necessarily want to offer it as a service because it's one of those where it takes as long to find out what needs fixing as it takes to fix it. But we feel like we need to do it to help our audience because this is something that a lot of people are going to feel completely lost at sea for. So go to ExposureNinja.com. We can help you get it sorted. We'll help you get through this. Do not panic. 
And remember, as long as the BBC is failing Core Web Vitals, this isn't going to mean that your site is removed from the index. You're going to be okay, but this is an opportunity to get ahead against competitors that aren't taking this stuff seriously. I hope you've really enjoyed this episode. If you have, please consider subscribing. We post one episode every single week, and they're never this boring. This is the second most boring podcast episode we've ever released. So they're normally much more interesting than this. So subscribe to the channel. And also remember, if you've enjoyed this, please do leave us a review. It means loads to us. Don't forget also, you can check out the video versions of each of these episodes on YouTube. If you go to youtube.com, then you can search Exposure Ninja and you will find our smiling faces. Until next week, see you soon.